the Benefits Corner podcast. Thanks for joining us. With each episode, we'll be speaking with business owners, thought leaders, and top performers. Our goal is to provide our audience with interesting, relevant information as it relates to employee benefits, Canadian healthcare, and running a business. Now, we should say up front that the views expressed by our guests are not necessarily those shared by the Benefits Corner nor its host. Now that we have that out of the way, let's get started. Today's show is brought to you by Aria Benefits, modern advisors backed by experience and technology. Now here's your host, Robin Bailey. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning back into the Benefits Corner. I know you guys have a lot of choices when it comes to podcasts, so I'm always happy to hear that you've returned. Got a great show today with Louis Isabella joining us, and I'll give a quick bio on Louis. So he began his career with his own firm and later spent the next 20 years as a partner in both small and mid-sized public accounting firms. Louis has significant expertise in providing accounting and tax services for small business clients and has assisted many clients over the years in areas of business development, expansion, financing, and succession planning. On an interim basis, Louis has accepted part-time roles in a variety of public companies. He received his MBA in 1990 and his CA designation in 1993. Louis has taken active roles in various not-for-profit and charitable organizations. He has been the treasurer of the Allergy Asthma Information Association and National Charity since 2003. Louis is a certified soccer coach, enjoys traveling, is a very passionate CrossFitter, and I'll tell you, I, I, I definitely can't tell he's, uh, he's into fitness because uh, he's wearing a short sleeve shirt today and uh, <laughs> your, your biceps are popping out of your arms, so very clear. And finally, runs the Spartan Beast races every year, so welcome to the show, Louis. Thank you, thank you. Nice to be here. Yeah, great to have you. So, I don't know if you listened, but on our very first episode of the Benefits Corner, we chatted with Rich Abia. Great guy. Uh, he's an employment lawyer, and he laid out some potential pitfalls for business owners from a legal perspective. So I was thinking perhaps we could ask you to do the same for the people listening that are running companies. You know, what are the most common mistakes? What are pitfalls business owners are running into? Sure. It's actually a really good question. And the one caveat is it kind of depends on the stage of your business. So you've got startup businesses and then and then businesses that are active and, and ongoing for quite a period of time. Right. Startup businesses, I'd say the standard mistake is really no one pays attention to the accounting and bookkeeping right off the bat. You know, you get into business, you're focused on sales, and you're not really thinking about getting the right bookkeeper and getting your papers in order. And these days, it doesn't have to take a lot of time and energy to actually think about it. Software is incredibly useful, and you know a good bookkeeper could spend maybe a couple of hours a month, very, very low rate, to keep you really in check. So that's one thing. The other thing is structure. A lot of times, um, you know, you set up, you just incorporate a company and you're off to the races. Some thoughts should be put into who the directors are, who the officers are, who are the signing authorities uh, involved. Um, who are the shareholders, um, what's your plan going forward with this company. Some of this could change as time goes on, but you know who the directors are right off the bat is usually really critical because there's liabilities that stay with the directors uh, with respect to the company. So the third one, which is pretty consistent no matter where you are and at what stage of the business, would be listen to advisors. I've personally learned that the hard way because I was an accountant and I started many businesses and 
sometimes I thought I knew it all. Um, and I'd really say the three critical people is a good accountant, good business accountant, and obviously a good financial planner, and a good lawyer. You should seek those three out, not, not people who will charge you for everything under the sun, but people who will work with you for the long term and, and take their advice. They could save you a lot of hardship going forward. Yeah, and I really, I really do like what you said about, uh, in so many words, about surrounding yourself with the right people. You know, when we first started uh, our original company, Life Legacy Advisory Group, uh, we each came to the company with areas of specialty, sure. and anything we didn't have in-house, we went out and built relationships sure. much with like yourself, you know, with, with employment lawyers and different different lawyers for different reasons for, uh, for the clients that we're dealing with. And I think you're right, that's so important when you're running a business and you have a certain level of expertise. And let's face it, you can't be an expert in everything. No. So having those trusted sources or resources that can help you grow the business, I think are incredibly important. And here's a clue on that too. So sometimes I'll get from people, I don't know who to talk to and I don't know where to find good, reliable people. Yellow Pages is probably, or the equivalent online version is not, mm. not the best source. Talk to your parents. Talk to uh, people you know who have a business close friends of yours, um, uncles, aunts, talk to those type of people. They, they should have some reliable sources at their disposal. I think that's really good advice because you had, you had said previously that you wish you had had some of those sure. advisors. So you've, you've gone through and, and I, to your point, ask some people who run a company and maybe have been through sure. that because they yeah. probably made a few mistakes Absolutely. to get to a very Absolutely. good person that yeah. they're dealing with. And, and, and the other thing too is don't be shy about interviewing a couple of options. Because sometimes they might be qualified, but maybe it's not a good personality fit. Yeah, you, know, you, exactly. you, want, you want to work with someone who you could get along with. Now, you had said what you do really depends on the stage of the business. And um, you mentioned startups, you mentioned mature companies. So I was hoping you just maybe walk me through when a prospect, or, or I, I guess we're talking about a prospect, but or a, I guess it could be a client, but when they approach you for the first time, walk me through the process of what you're looking at within that company. Sure. Like what are the kind of the first steps? You know, you, I, I really do believe in, in getting a full assessment right off the bat. So we'll, we'll review their last couple of years, financial statements, corporate tax returns, if, if they are, have been in business for that long. Just make sure that they've, they've dotted their I's and crossed their T's. What are their goals? What are their objectives? What are they trying to do with this business? Obviously, if it's more of a mature business, many of my clients have been in business for many, many, many years. And now we're starting to talk about succession planning or, you know, what do they want to do with this business in the next five years? Are they planning to sell it? Are they planning to wind it up? Are they planning to transition it to a family member? So those are some of the discussion points we have with them. For a new business, we really sit down and look at what their goals and objectives are. Most people don't want to pay any tax, but sometimes that's not the only and best approach. You know, you shouldn't be making all your strategies based on just paying the least amount of tax. A good company should pay some tax. It gives you uh, creditworthiness in, in many regards. So, you know, understanding what their goals and objectives are. Is this a family business? Do they plan to integrate it into the, in, with, with respect to their children? And, and go through some strategies around that. Other than that, you know, a lot of times when you start a businesses, you're pouring lots of money into your business. Um, is that money secure? Uh, providing some delineation between yourself and your business. Creditor proofing. So that, you know, if you've put a lot of money into your business, 
and now your business is starting to take off, I want to be sure that your money is protected. And there's there's strategies around that. Absolutely. So in you know, from what I'm hearing and, and knowing a little bit about your practice, I, I find it and much like our business as well, you have to be able to adapt pretty quickly because you sure. said you've you've got clients that have been around for a long time in the mature business and, and stable business, but you've also you're dealing with startups. And as we've seen, startups just move so quickly. Sure. So Sure. I would imagine you'd have, you'd have to adapt sure. yourself to someone who's moving very quickly to another client who's in a mature stage of their company that it doesn't necessarily maybe need attention as quickly. Yeah, and, and you know what? My, my business itself has changed dramatically uh, with the use of technology. Some of my clients are young now, and as you say, they're, they're working 70 hours a week uh, running their business. Um, my office is, in fact, completely paperless. We, uh, we do things electronically, so very often we set up FaceTime meetings with the clients. Uh, not all my clients need to come to my office, or, nor do I need to take their time uh, to go to their office unless they want to. Mm-hmm. So we use technology quite a bit in order to solve some quick problems. Okay. Uh, you mentioned this before, but I wanted to dig into it just a little bit deeper. As part of the process, when you're working with clients, and I think the answer is yes, but I'm going to ask you to kind of expand on it. Are you collaborating with other professionals? And if so, who are they? How do they fit in? And is that always a smooth process? It is now. It is, okay. And, you know, it's one of those things that takes a lot of time uh, to develop. Um, I do collaborate quite well with professionals with other expertise. For example, I don't do a lot of direct U.S. Uh, work. I have clients who do work in the United States. But I've got a couple of guys in New York, uh, CPAs in New York, that I can send my clients to or collaborate through me. Um, as well, I deal with, on, on high-end tax work, I deal with Hillborn, the tax manager over there. Um, I have a couple of firms where I'll deal with them on audit work. So anyone can claim to do everything. It's important to surround yourself with, with people who can help your clients. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. When we first started the, the firm, I'm going back to 2003 now, and although I had done all my training, my certified financial planner and all this kind of designations along the way, my background had been employee benefits. Hmm. And although I could probably walk someone through a financial plan, I wouldn't enjoy it. I always tell people, you certainly wouldn't enjoy it. So again, exactly what you just said, it comes down to having those resources that you can reach out to and realizing and, and checking your ego to say, listen, I'm not going to be good at everything out there, nor should anyone expect you to be. So I think that's really good that you're doing that. Um, so you've walked us through some of the ways you and your firm can mitigate risk within a company and help them get set up in the beginning. And and I think I took from that is if you set it up right in the beginning, you avoid some mistakes and, and some, some headaches down the road. And, and then probably some costs. Some um, costs as well. Yeah, Remember, exactly. you know, a lot of times you will get, uh, get an assessment or an audit from CRA. You know, it's not a guarantee, but, you know, you want to be prepared and have a good set of books and records when that happens. Exactly. So I was just about to ask you, perhaps you can walk us through some of the planning opportunities that business owners have. Because I can tell you from my own experience, there have been nights when I wanted to pull my hair out and I had to remind myself, well, there's got to be some, some advantages and some opportunities here that are afforded to business owners. Sure, and obviously the, the landscape has started to change a little bit yes, absolutely. with a whole series of new tax proposals which came into effect last year. 
Having said that, there's still many tax planning opportunities. Um, I'm always uh, talking with, with my clients, especially when your business becomes quite successful and, and it's worth uh, you know, a considerable amount of money. We still have access to the capital gains exemption. That's indexed for inflation now. Right now, it's hovering around 850000 Essentially, that means that, that everyone who owns a, a qualified uh, business has access to $850,000 of tax-free gains on that business. So you sell the shares of your business, that amount would be tax-free. There are planning points where appropriate, where you could bring in family members and, and in, in essence, multiply that $850,000. If the children are minors, we can use family trusts, which, uh, which are still useful in that regard. Some of the planning points around paying out dividends to family members or through trust has been taken away, but the capital gains exemption is still in place and it's still a really good tax planning opportunity for a growth business that's that's starting to be worth a considerable amount of money. Yeah, I'm, I'm sitting here across from you and I'm smiling as you're saying this because I mean, you're reminding me, yes, there is a reason why I did this, this crazy yeah. venture. So no, that's that's great. Now, I've, I've, I've got you here, so I've got to ask you an employee benefits question because, you know, sure. the, the, that's what the podcast is, is somewhat about. So, you have in, at your firm what I would call a non-traditional employee benefits, which I think is very forward-thinking, by the way. What led you to pursue something quite different from the traditional model? Common sense, I, I, I would think. You know, us, like everyone, had the more traditional type of plans where everyone had access to the same amount of benefits, a little bit of dental, a little bit of medical, and so forth. The problem is one size doesn't fit everyone. And I've got different people in my office. Some of them have young children. Some of them don't. Some of them have different needs. So we actually were really excited, and it's been a number of years now, and we went to essentially a, a health spending account with some insurance components on the side, and my staff absolutely love it. It provides uh, an incredible amount of flexibility uh, for your employees, so they're happier, and essentially they, they have a lump sum amount, and within very wide parameters can use it against pretty well whatever they want within the sphere of uh, medical and dental care, eye care and so forth. And we can adjust it on a go-forward basis, on an annual basis. You can set it up for different classes of employees so you have different thresholds for different classes. So it, it, it's great from an employer standpoint because you kind of know your, your fixed amounts that you're going to incur. And really, it's a great way to, to help your employees and give them more empowerment over how they can use those benefits. Your, your comments echo what we're hearing in the marketplace as well. And, and you're right. There's, there's advantages and in, in, in certain things that an employer will like about it. And there's certain things that employers sure. like about it. So I think, I think you, we've talked about it on previous podcasts. And I think you'll continue to see that product or platform continue sure. to grow. It makes total sense. Yeah. So, Louis. I got one more question for you, and um, I don't want to put you on the spot. And if you're not comfortable talking about it, that's that's quite all right. And we can we can always edit it in. And if it doesn't get edited out, well, this part of the conversation people can just ignore. But insurance products, and I'm referring to critical illness, um, and and obviously that's not something I do. We do it on the group basis, but this happened to be an individual policy that you had purchased years ago through my right. business partners, Alan Joe. And I was hoping you could just, because I think it's such a great story, 
I was hoping you could just expand or explain that story. You ended up buying a, a, a critical illness insurance policy on, on the recommendation of Joe and Al, and you ran into a healthcare issue. Sure. And what happened from that? I, I have to say it wasn't really just a recommendation. Your partner, Joe, twisted my arm over a period of about a year. Is that right? Because he thought this was a very, very good thing for me to have. And I, I, I didn't really want to pay for it and so forth. I finally did do it because I trust him. And I was actually very happy that I did because, unfortunately, I did have a health issue. I had a heart attack. And the collecting of the, of the critical illness um, premium was, was easy. And it helped, helped me quite a bit to get my feet back on the ground and, and go forward from there. So I'm eternally grateful to your partner. He, he actually made my life much easier at that point and, and allowed me to, to learn and, and make some changes and take some time to make some changes in my life. Well, obviously I know this story very well because it was Joe that, that twisted your arm, as you said. And to me, you're such a, a success story because very successful guy, and who knows what causes what in life and, and, and you know, but at that time, maybe you're in a, a stressful situation. And to me, looking in as an outsider, you took that opportunity and I'm looking at you now, as I said in the beginning of the podcast, you are in such phenomenal shape. Thank you. Like, and one of my questions that I sometimes ask my podcast guests are, what do you do for fun? But I know what you do <laughs> for fun and you've got something pretty exciting coming up. Is it this weekend or the next couple of weeks? Maybe you can just share uh, to our listeners so, what you're doing. So I think it's pretty cool. I, I, I do train. I, I do a combination of CrossFit training as, as well as other types of training. And I try to train five times a week. I love it. Uh, it keeps me fresh and healthy and focused. Every year I, I try to come up with a new challenge. So I am this year going uh, the weekend of July 21st to San Diego for Seal Fit Challenge. I think it starts at around 8 o'clock on a Saturday night and goes till Sunday morning at 10. And essentially they train you like a Navy SEAL. Wow, so that's very cool. My, my mother thinks I'm crazy. Of course. Of course. <laughs> but I, I think it's just a different level of challenging yourself uh, to push through certain barriers, which I like to do. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love, I've talked about it on previous uh, podcasts and I won't, I won't go into it, but you know, I love those things that test, you know, you put you against adversity yeah. just to kind of prove to yourself that you can do it. And, and I think that relates to other areas of life, including sure. your personal life, you know, your business. So I think that's phenomenal. I've, uh, I've really enjoyed this. So thank you for doing this. Um, how can people reach out to you if they want to touch base with you? Louis? Um, you can Google me and go through my website, louisabella.ca uh, or email me of course at lisabella at louisabella.ca. Happy to talk to anybody and help them through whatever issues they may have. Very cool. Okay, friends, that's a wrap for today. Thanks again for tuning into the show. Keep the feedback coming as I love hearing from you. All of our podcasts get linked to our website, www.ariabenefits.ca. And you can always reach me at rbailey at ariabenefits.ca or Robin Bailey on LinkedIn. We'll see you next time on the Benefits Corner.